I want to celebrate all that God has placed his mantle upon their life to see to the movement of this mandate in this our great commission. I want to celebrate our our pastor engineer today with you. The Lord God Jehovah will bless you more and more. Professor Adiri Bigbe, the Lord bless you. All our leaders, the Lord will stand by you and help you and bless you. I want to celebrate all our choir and all the instrumentalists. The Lord bless you. All our high school, from all our various institutions of learning, I want to thank God for your life. The Lord will bless you. I want to thank you for the sacrifices that you have made to be here. The benefit you have not enjoyed in life, the power that you have not manifested in life, is a price you have not paid. I want to appreciate you for paying the price for this conference. I am confident that you will never remain the same again after this conference. The Lord will bless you greatly. I was the vice president of GSF IFE 1983. I also got married from the same GSF in IFE. So I'm so excited to be part and parcel of you tonight because I have always been part and parcel of you. I'm excited to see all of us from diverse institutions gathering together tonight. I am so excited and I'm happy. Um, there is future for our generation and there is future for this, for this ministry. As I see all of you seated, by the grace of the Almighty God, I know that there is redemption for our nation. Redemption for our generation. And this ministry has glorious futures. And we bless the name of the Lord. I want to celebrate the mandate of God upon the house. Our father and the Lord, our patriarch, our great-grandfather, Baba Bina. I want to thank God for the grace of God upon his life. I want to thank you for keeping him these past years. And we thank God for all the school of this, our great commission at this, this church. The Lord will continue to keep them and bless them and prosper them and preserve them for generations that are still coming in the mighty name of Jesus. Um, I brought one or two of my publications. They are there for you. This is my latest publication, the 35th one. Decoding life's codes. Decoding life's codes. You will get some copies there because life is generally coded. Life is not open. The treasures and the pleasures of life are kept secret. It is the glory of God to conceal a matter. It is the honor of kings to search out the matter. What you suffer for in life is what you have not been able to search out. So, there is, you can't recover what you have not discovered. 
our journey on the earth is a journey to searching and researching for discovery. This one will open you up to access and to lay hold on the of life. Some copies are there for you to help you decoding life's codes. I have this one upon Mount Zion, the mystery of Zion. Some few copies are there. Then I have this very fantastic messages here. Israel in Jacob. God spoke a word to Jacob and light shined upon Israel. So Israel came out of Jacob. Every man upon the face of the earth carried the identity of both Israel together. It takes something to separate your Israel from Jacob. Some are destined to be Israel, but they died as Jacob. It's a tragedy. It's not a tragedy to be born as Jacob, but it's a disaster to be to die as Jacob. You are not destined to, to die the way you are born. There must be a separation between your Jacob and your Israel. Take this material, Israel and Jacob, it will launch you to another height. From glory to glory. Lift up your head so you get. So there are three of them. They will bless you tremendously there. Let's pray. Father, thank you tonight. Blessed be your name. Bless us in this meeting tonight. In Jesus' mighty name we are prayed. I am not taking time tonight. I want you to listen. This is the foundation for this conference. I will share three things together with you in just 10, 10 minutes. And then I will lead you in prayer and minister to you in say 20 minutes. In less than one hour, we close. But listen. The greatest asset in the school of restoration is in Listen very well. I am here to give you some salient information that will lay a foundation for you for why you are here. I am talking to you on Born to Rain. The general theme of this conference is above only. We am talking to you foundationally on Born to Rain. I want to show you three things in 10, 10 minutes. Number one, the three destinies you carry on the earth. Number three, number two, what does it mean to rain? Three, resources for raining. Each of these things are too wide and deep. I'll just make a summary. Just something, some 50 minutes, and then we'll go to pray. Number one, your three destinies on the earth. You have three baths. Three baths on earth. Ibimeta. That explains your destiny. 
Number one, you are born at creation. So you have a destiny at creation. Number two, you, you have a destiny at your biological birth when you came out from the womb of your mother. Three, you have a destiny at redemption. So there is destiny at creation, destiny at biological birth, destiny at redemption. The three must be clear to you in the pursuit of the race and the journey of life. Destiny at creation. You were born first at creation when God created you. And at creation, you were created to reign. Your destiny at creation is to reign. Genesis 1.28 God blessed them and said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply. Replenish the earth. Subdue it. Have dominion over the fish in the sea, the bears of the air, over all the cattle, and over every creepy thing that creepeth upon the face of the earth. Genesis 1.28. So at creation, you are destined to reign. At creation, where you were created, what was in the mind of God when he was fashioning you is to release you to reign. He expressed his desire for your creation in verse 26 of Genesis chapter 1. He executed the desire in verse 27 and he declared his mandate in 28. God blessed them. And said unto them, be fruitful and multiply, replenish the earth, subdue it, have dominion over the fish in the sea, the best in the air, over all the cattle, and over every creepy thing that creepeth upon the face of the earth. At creation, you are destined to reign. Let's leave that area. We don't want to go to one. Now listen. What is our business in reading Bible? We could have been reading our normal secular books. What marks the difference between our reading the Bible and reading our books that we read to pass our courses in school? You read the Bible to locate your destiny at creation. Which you can never locate in any other, in other that medium under the face of. Your destiny in God was enshrined in the scriptures. So your destiny in creation, your destiny at creation is contained in God's word. The word of God is the manual for your manufacture. So the reason why we are committed to reading and studying Bible, as a matter of fact, the reason why we go beyond reading Bible to meditating in it and studying it is to find out 
to search out our destiny at creation. You know why? Because what you have not discovered about yourself is what the enemy will make you not, is what the enemy will make you to be. Until you discover your destiny in creation, the, de- the enemy will make you who you are not. In order to deliver your destiny from being diverted and perverted, you go into the manual of your manufacturer to determine who you are. Number two, your destiny at natural birth. They call it destiny at conception. That is, in going to the womb of your mother and in coming to this earth. Listen to me, some normal elementary science told us that when a man and a woman meet, before zygote, before a child is formed in the womb of a woman, there are more than about a million spermatozoa released that met together with the egg that form a child in the womb of a woman. We were told in science that a million minus one of the sperms died. Only one survived out of about a million. You know why? The one that survived is the reigning sperm. The fact that you were able to survive and you became a pregnancy in the womb of your mother is a proof that you are not a biological accident on the earth. You didn't just happen. You really happened. Wow. A battle between a million people and all all of them died minus one. It's a terrible contest. It's a great contest. That you, the one that formed you, eventually emerged among the one million spies. Means that you are a reigning spam. Therefore, your conception, your staying in the womb of your mother for nine months, and your ultimate delivery from the womb of your mother is a proof in all eternity that you are destined to reign. Those that were not destined to reign have fizzled out. They have melted away. Number three, destiny at redemption. The third destiny you carry upon the face of the earth is your destiny at redemption. Your destiny at redemption now at birth, now at creation, you are configured for reigning. Then from creation you came to conception from the womb of your mother and then you came out. But Destiny to reign was lost at the fall of man. And the moment you were born, you came out to this earth, you are a byproduct of the corruption of the fall. So your destiny to reign had been lost. Jesus came to die in order 
to restore you back to the reigning destiny that God has will for you from the time of creation. So, salvation or redemption is a redemption back to the reigning status that God desires for you. That was why Romans chapter 5 verse 17 said that those of us that have received the gift of righteousness shall reign on this earth. Revelation chapter 5 verse 10 made the same declaration. Those of us that have received the gift of righteousness we shall reign. So redemption or salvation is not a dogma. It's not a doctrine of the church. It's an initiation and a restoration back to your reigning status. By redemption, you are not redeemed to just live. You are not redeemed into a second class being on the face of the earth. You are not redeemed for men to organize pity parties for you. You are not a creature of pity redemption. You are not a creature that is inferior by redemption. Wow. In redemption, you are a creature to be envied because redemption initiates you to your reigning status that you are from creation. Let's not go too far because of time tonight. Let's go to number two. What does it mean to reign? What does it mean to reign? Now listen, let me show you this in five minutes. And we go to the last one to say, what does it mean to reign? Reigning has to do with ruling. Ruling. And in normal language and grammar, to rule or to reign is to be at a status in life. Where you have certain subjects or forces, personalities that are submissive to you, that are subject to you, that are serving you. To reign is to refuse to be dominated. To reign is to exercise dominion. To reign is to dictate. To decide. To determine. The event and the occurrences or the happenings of events on the face of the earth. To reign is to be above. And not to be under. To reign is to take charge, to take control, to take dominion. 
to reign is to be number one and not to be number two. To reign is to be preferred above all. To reign is to be in charge of circumstances and situations. To reign is to refuse to be lorded over you, but to lord over all. Wow. Joseph stood before Pharaoh and interpreted the dream of Pharaoh for him. Pharaoh said, can we find a man like this in whom the spirit of God is? For as much as you have been able to reveal these things, there is none so wise and discreet as thou. Thou shall be over this kingdom. Now listen, verse 42, Genesis 41. By your word shall my people be ruled. Only on their throne shall I be greater than thou. Your word shall my people be ruled. He came to a verse that I said, There shall be none in, the, in this kingdom that shall be above you. By your word shall my people be ruled. Only on the throne shall I be greater than thou. He removed his ring from his hand and put it upon the hand of Joseph. He removed his lined vesture, the apparel of kinship, and put it upon Joseph. He called for his chariot. He made Joseph to sit upon the chariot. He said, see, I have said the land of Egypt before you. That is what it means to raise sir. It will interest you that this boy is a stranger. He's not a citizen. Success and distinction in life, they are not predicated upon location. It's not the course you read in school. It is who you are. Wow. Joseph was not a chartered accountant. He didn't have PSA economics. If I didn't go to school. He was a, he was not a citizen. He was not a, I read political science in school. They told me political science that I read in Ife. That before a government is formed in a parliamentary government, the party that wins the election formed the cabinet. The leader of the party becomes the prime minister. And so they rule by collective, by collective responsibility. Now, it is impossible. The position of a prime minister is not a titular leader. It's an executive leader. It is impossible for a prime minister to come to place without an election being formed. So for the case of Joseph, there was no election. He was not a citizen. All constitutions of the nations of the earth says that a convict, an ex-convict is not 
eligible to contest an election. So Joseph was not even qualified to contest an election. Joseph was not an ex-convict. He was an in-convict. He was unqualified. But listen, sir. When the spirit of blending is upon a man, the laws of nature are suspended for him. When a man carries the anointing to reign, regulating laws of nature become suspended when it comes to his tongue. The irreversibles of life become reversed. The irrevocables of life become, become revoked. The impossible is his walk over. You know why? The oil of rainness upon him. Wow. Listen to me. The man who is raining is a special species. He's not a homo sapiens. He's a homo superior. Now listen. One thing that I am angry that you know, you know why? Now, I am not sharing this thing together with you because of what I read or the book that I read. I'm sharing this thing together with you because in life, what you don't have, you don't give. They don't buy the experiences of life, they acquire them. And the experience you have not acquired, you can't transfer. I know what it means to reign. I know the circumstances that that consummate the pathway of reigning in life. Oh, in life I know failure. I know poverty. I know suffering and affliction. Nineteen, I've told you, nineteen seventy eight. I was in form four in secondary school, 1978. I was in form four. My father died in January. My mother died in April. 1978. Form four, small boy. I tasted of the bitterness of life. I know what is meant by hardship. I don't know the meaning of bitterness from dictionary. I know it from the reality of life. Today, I eat once a day. Because for a long number of years, there was no food to eat. So, my physiology has been wired and conformed to not eating. So, when food came, it is impossible to readjust. It became me. Now, listen. When Things change by the oil of raining. I know it. What does it mean to rain? To rain is to refuse to be lost in the crowd of life. To rain is to stand out and be outstanding. To rain is to dominate what subdue your father. Because if you are fighting for the will of your father, you are a fool. 
if your father died and you sit in the meeting when they wanted to share will, they should kill you. Rain is to make your father's maximum to be your minimum. It doesn't matter who your father was. Today is to begin where your father stopped. Today is to be determined that you are not going to be a victim of the common imprisonment of your father's house. Today is to come out from common imprisonment and stand out. Wow. <laughs> wow. Listen. If in your lifetime at your in your generation if there is nothing that is a mark upon you that is different from your ancestry, something upon you that is different from your genealogy, something in you that every person from where you come out from is looking up onto, you are not in it. So, destined to reign. The three baths you carry, they give signal to it. Your bath at creation, your bath at conception, natural bath, your bath in redemption. The three of them give consonance. They give decorum. They give support. They give efficacy. They give validity to the reality of the father you are destined to reign. And listen to me, sir. You don't become what you were created for that you didn't fight for. That God destined you for it, you may die without having it if you didn't fight for it. What you don't contend for, you are not qualified for. What you don't fight for, you don't possess in life. That's what I'm sharing some of you. Uh, they, we have called you to this conference, sir. Above only. And we are laying the foundation that you are destined to reign. Uh, now, learning has no attachment to age. Age does not set the pace for learning. It's not age, but stage. It's not age, stage. Age is irrelevant in the accomplishment of the rest of life. It is the stage. And listen, sir, nobody sets the stage for you. You set it for yourself. Even God does not set the stage for you. Let me go to the last one I want to show you. And then we go to pray. Let me pray with you. I want to pray with you this first night. Um... I've shown you what does it mean to reign. How do I reign? You reign when you make effort in life to beat the best. You attempt and succeed at what no man dares. 
you excel others in every adventure and pursuit. You succeed where everybody failed. You command exploit in life. You command attention and attraction. You make up your mind to be known and be noted and be noticed. You make up your mind to be visible. You command results that compel opposition to bow. You make up your mind to register your status to take charge and take control of the issues of life. That is what you mean to reign. Now there are resources for reigning life. I'll conclude from there. And then I'm going to pray with you. There are resources for reigning life. You know why? At the creation of man, one thing God when he created man was to make man a creature of responsibility. So, the things that God created for man are not automatic. Man was a creature of responsibility. Both in Eden and outside Eden. When he created man, he put him in the garden to dress and to keep the garden. Responsibility of life. When man fell, he ejected him from the garden to till the ground. In the garden was to dress and keep. When he came out of the garden to to till the ground, creatures of responsibility. Listen, when you abandon the responsibility of life, you become a liability. So, there are things to do that will validate your reigning status in life. That will put you in charge. And listen, Everything I'm talking to you, I have told you, they are not subject to age. I have lost my parents when I was young. I have no uncle. I have no cousin. I have, my father, I have no relation. I am the second Melchizedek. No, yeah. And that's the reality. There was the Melchizedek of Genesis. I'm number two. No father. No mother. No cousin. No uncle. I still remember October 30 was Saturday, 1982, when I was going to Ife. I was not going to Ife to graduate. I honestly, I, because as at Friday, 29th of October, I didn't have the transport fares that will carry me from our town to Ife. I'm not, I'm not saying money to hold. Transport fares, I didn't have it. Friday, 29th of October, 1982. It was on Saturday morning that somebody came and gave me 50 naira. And that person came, gave me 100 naira. And that person gave me 100 naira. It was that 250 naira that I took on Saturday, October 30, and I left home to go to Ife. I was not going to graduate. My intention was to go there and then register and collect the letter and then put inside the file and return back. So that tomorrow, if they say I didn't go to school, I say I had admission. Look, I even went to register. It was money to show it as evidence. That was why I went. 
The dark journey of start of the October 30 made me to finish in December 1986. Listen. There were some Turnarounds, I would have loved to share one or two about raining with you that happened to me in Ife. I would have loved to share together with you, but for lack of time. There were some encounters about raining that I had in life. If I did not take the step to go October 30, today I would have been farming in the forest. Today, in all my family lineage, nuclear and extended, far and where, far and wide, I am the only person that has traveled across all the nations of the world. There is no continent, there is no continent I have not preached. There is no continent I have not preached. All through last year, COVID, I didn't know there was COVID because I didn't have rest one day. They were begging. Last week, I just finished prayer conference with Redeem South America with their headquarters in Brazil. As I was doing it, I was having with in, in Los Angeles. I was having in the UK on Zoom. And I was having program with my church. And that is the last week, Saturday. I think Fortune was there. I was preaching on Saturday at Ifo. And as I was preaching, it was time for America. I stopped the preaching on the altar, switched to America. The churches were part of the message. I finished the America after one hour, switched back to the preaching and continued my message. <laughs> Fortune was there last Saturday. And listen, that is my routine all I got to a place in life where I never had any person in my generation that ever reached that name. So I know the meaning of Rini. They didn't tell me. Hear this, as I want to show you one or two things as I close with you tonight. You don't reign by chance, you reign by choice. The event full of God don't happen by accident. The event full of God are no products of coincidence. You reign in life by choice. So there are things that must put in place that before, before you reign. Let me show you one or two of them. And then I'm going to pray with you. Number one. You reign by the reality of redemption. You reign by salvation. I'm not talking of salvation by word of mouth. I'm talking of the reality of redemption. The reality of redemption that carries the commitment of the consciousness of it. Because the salvation that you have without the Without the corresponding consciousness will be a religion. It is the consciousness of that salvation 
that give efficacy to the reality of it. That turn the salvation from being a religion to an experience and a lifetime. I, I have, I check all through. I have not seen one thing that brought a man down from raining and crashed him to the abyss in life than sin. No man toys with sin and rain. It's not possible. Sin and raining are opposite each other. It is a committed experience of salvation. And what is, what is the proof of salvation? He that is born of God does not commit sin. For his seed remaineth in him. And he cannot sin because the nature of God is in him. Living Bible translation says, he that is born of God does not make a practice of sinning. Because the nature of God is in him. Hear me very well. That you are born again does not say that you can't commit sin. No. You may be born again. It is possible to commit sin. But the one that is born again does not plan to commit sin. It can happen in a way that you didn't program. And when it has happened, the brokenness that is in you will bring you to total, you will come to be grounded before him. You know why? Because the strength of Satan and the strength of sin is secrecy. When you do it and you conceal it, and you don't allow anybody to hear, you, you are a bundle of it. Satan won't leave you alone. What makes Satan to hands off from your life is when you do it, you expose yourself. Oh, I'm sorry. This is what I did. See somebody that says he's a child of God and commit an error and conceal it and hide it. He's not born of God. I, I have discovered what brought people down from up there and crashed them to the abyss. That's sin. I've not found one. I, I, I see the power of sin. Terrible. He killed his creator. The creator of sin was Satan. Sin ruined him. If he could ruin his maker, he will finish you. If you want to read, make sure that sin is not found in your corridor. Don't, don't pet sin. Don't, don't paint it. Don't hide it. The moment you begin to don't, don't, don't pet your sinful nature. Expose yourself and repent and break loose from it. That's the way to rain it. That is the first ladder in the step to rain it. No man pet sin and stay in the corridor of sin. No matter how hard you pray, you can't read. See the way sin dealt with something. Uh, if you could handle something like that, sir. Something that use ordinary hand to tear lion. 
with ordinary hand, he uprooted the gate of a city. Huh? 3,000 people brought chain to tie something. He broke it like banana leaf. Terrible man. And see the way sin dealt with him. He was destined to reign. Sin changed him from being a king to becoming a subject. So, this conference, one of the greatest service you can do your, with yourself is that you are permitted to come to this conference with any manner of sin. Sinful habit. Unrighteousness. Dubious, hypocritical lifestyle. Approaching three sisters at the same time. Cutting three, four people at the same time. Singing, return back from singing, practice to go to your boyfriend's house. You are permitted to come here like that. That after this conference, you go back like that, you are a criminal. You know why? It is impossible for a man that harbors sin to reign. Ah! Joseph said, Madam, what are you talking about? Shall I commit this terrible wickedness and sin against God? If it is this coat that is the issue, take it. He removed it from the woman and ran away. Wow. See how his reigning came against the laws of nature. No election. No qualify. Didn't go to school. Was no a charter accountant. The king said, can we find a man like this, in whom the spirit of the Lord is, since you are the person that can reveal this secret, you shall be there. Listen to me. At that time when the king was talking, the man that brought him in jail, Potiphar was in the council meeting. When the oil of rain is answering for you, by the force of purity and holy living that is advancing your case, opposition becomes silenced. No man stop you. Why the king was decorating Joseph and he was sitting upon his throne. Potiphar was watching. He couldn't do anything. You know why? Wow. One of the things that's, that brings a man to the platform of divinity that committed the spirit of man. Against every opposition in all eternity against a man is the spirit of purity and holy living. I have not found a man that commit himself to purity and holy living that suffers ultimate loss and defeat in life. If he is passing through the valley of defeat, it is temporary. It can be permanent. I got born again in this mission. Gospel Faith Mission, September 1975. I was in modern two. In those days, you have to go to modern school before you go to secondary school. I entered GS1, September 76, because I needed modern three. I was very small then. That was when I became born again. God gave me the grace for a consistent working relationship with him. Wow. And I stay in this mission. I got married at the age of 33. 
And I didn't have a boyfriend one day. A girlfriend one day, rather. The first person I have affairs with my, is my wife. I never had affairs with a woman in my lifetime. I didn't have a girlfriend. I never approached any person either in the dream or in real life to be my girlfriend. The first person I approached in my life was my wife and we got married. Listen to me. Listen to me. The life you live today is a harvest for tomorrow. One person you can't play gimmick with is Jehovah God. By him actions are weighed. Hey, God. God is too wise for you to manipulate him. He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. I pass through pastors in this mission. I am a product of pastors in this mission. Pastors brought me up from 1975 until 1992 when I left. All of them are still totally committed to me up to tomorrow. Up to now. There is no faith mission branch I don't preach, that don't preach every week. I don't know anybody that has left me this mission that has the relationship that I have with this mission up to tomorrow. All regional pastors are my potion friends. That we had intimate fellowship and relationship with. Now listen to me. I didn't know in the days of dodged consecration and dedication to God. In the days of hatred for iniquity and love for righteousness, that I was sowing a seed for my harvest tomorrow. When my harvest became mature, he dazed me. God carried me to where I never thought I could get to. Listen to me. You want to reign, live holy. You want to be ruined, live in sin. It's a choice. It's not age. At your hefe, 1982-86, I was vice president of GSA. Professor Jaisimi gave me a massive office at Humanity Bacteria. I was a pastor on campus. I did preparatory class for all those that be going to preach at Koiwo, at uh, Moray. At, I am there. Every Saturday they will come. And we do the preparatory class for something. I was a young boy, but I was like a regional pastor. Whatsoever will happen, I have to sit down, plan, determine it. My office is as big as the whole of this altar. I will go for lecture and return back to lecture. People have taken numbers. Those who want to see me. Final year medicine, part for law, pharmacy. They have taken numbers. They are half of that place waiting to see me. And I was part two. <laughs> I will call me. Daddy. They have taken number waiting to see me. I will sit on my table. Now, number one. Number two. Most of the time, I won't remember that I had lectures again. Lectures, because I may not finish seeing them until 9 p.m. 
I didn't know that I was sowing seed for tomorrow. I said it everywhere I went to. I am not a prophet. I am a teacher. I didn't go to Bible school. I came to where I am now by the Sunday school of government. Ask Pastor Kwade. Ask Atayantuga. When Paul, Pastor Paul of Bill was our pastor. Atayantuga. I was the best Sunday school teacher. We had Gamiko, I was the person that would teach all the general overseer that come from other churches. Okwade said, you are the best teacher we have in this mission. We used to have Sunday school year at that time. After the end of every Sunday school year, they divide classes. My own class is the only one they would divide three times before the end of the Sunday school year. I didn't know. Every time I was coming to class at Ife, when I want to do priority class, I'll tell all my teachers, and this is the latest book from Kenny Higgins. The next week, Albert Willis is saying concerning this, concerning this topic. Make sure you get, get, get this. The next week, this is what KC Price has just written about this topic. And before I gave it to them, I have read them. All the Christian libraries, I was the customer. Before I finished from Ife, I don't know if Kenny Higgins would have not read. I don't know of KC Price. I was a bomb of knowledge. When I came to Ayatuga, every time I'd be coming to Sunday school, I have one or two novels with me. All my students at that time, many of them are prof. Everywhere they still make reference to me. You know why? I was sowing seed for tomorrow. You can't learn when you are lethargic. You can't learn when you are indifferent. You can't learn where you have no passion. You can't learn where you have no vision. You can't learn where you are living life anyhow, living life accidentally. You can't learn where you are living life irresponsibly. You can't learn. I close with this one. I've talked to you about the reality of redemption, salvation, purity of life, consecration and commitment to God. You reign also by knowledge, what you know. They have brought us to this conference for us to be informed. There are diverse lectures that are going to be introduced to us. They have brought us here from tomorrow morning, lectures, trainings, messages in the evening. Lectures, training, messages in the evening. Because in life, your degree of learning and your durability in learning, they are functions of information accessible to you. What you don't know, you can't apply. What you can't apply, you can't become. Some of us have come to this conference for gladiatorial show. <laughs> How are you? That's your school. When lectures are going on here, he's gerrymandering all around. He's rigmaroling all around. Moving from pillar to post. Some came here to come and eat. Some, listen to me, some will fight because of rice. They will fight. Some will leave this conference to make another person their enemies because they did, they shorten his ration. But listen to me, sir. There are some that came to this conference, they will go home with a crown of rainy. They won't bother about rice. Before any lecture begins, they are seated. Their ears are open. Their minds are open. 
He wants to grab something. He wants to get something. He's here in, he's here in this conference. By the time we are finishing on Sunday, something has caught him. He said, is our heart not bleeding within us? When he was sharing together with us on the way, there are some people like that in this conference. Alabasataya. There are some people in this conference that want to say, no, I myself want to read. I myself want to read. Listen, I went to preach. Well redeemed, clock 10 years at Kogi State. Baba Deboye was the guest speaker. At the 11th minute, Baba Deboye had assignment to travel out. They were looking for a guest speaker. The chairman of the conference is the chief judge of Kogi State. The provincial pastor gave him a He said, call this man in Lagos if he's not busy. He said, what is his son that can be doing? He said, you know this conference, we need somebody that carry name. Somebody that can. The Baba said, send for him. He said, you will be lucky if he's chance. He said, if he comes once, you will invite another speaker again. So the man called me. Sir, can you be with us next weekend? I looked at him. I said, I, have, I said, I'm so, I'm committed. But if it is Baba that says should send for me, I can't say no. I cancel the program. I went. Right, they started on Thursday. Friday, it was Nebiji at Kogis, the stadium at Nokoja. They came to pick me in Abuja, put me in the hotel. So when it was around, the, the vigil was from 9 o'clock to around 4. When it was around 10 o'clock, they came to pick me at the hotel. As I was, the crowd was, was they, they, they brought me in. I, there was a pastor, a redeemed senior pastor that was preaching. The theme of the program was Let There Be Light. So as I got, the man was saying, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void. Darkness was upon the face of the sea, and the spirit of God was upon the face of the water. And God said, let there be light. That was what the man was sharing. He was talking about the ministry of darkness. How light shattered darkness. There was a man, the ambassador of Nigeria to one of these European nations, that came to Abuja. And then came to Lokoja that night to go back to Abuja on Saturday morning. So immediately the man finished preaching. The man said, let me go home to go and rest. The wife said, wait now. This is the main guest speaker. He said, which main guest speaker? What does he have to say again? Is it much more than darkness was upon the face of the deep? The spirit of the Lord was moving upon the face of the... God said, let there be light. Is it, is, is it not let there be light? He wanted to, to talk about. Is it more than... The wife said, wait now. You listen to him. If you are not... He said, it's the same thing. The wife said, wait now. So the man said, let me wait and listen to him for five minutes. After five minutes, I want to go and rest. I'm going back to Abuja tomorrow. The man waited. The man closed and prayed. They introduced me. I took over. I greeted the audience. Greeted the Baba. They every other thing. I said, when I came inside, I saw my brother preaching. He was talking about the ministry of darkness and how life terminates darkness. I said, I want to continue from where he stopped. The man said, what did he mean by continuing from where he stopped? I said, he has talked to us about the ministry of darkness and how light terminates darkness. I said, in the political science that I read in school, you don't solve a problem you don't know. I said, the beginning, the solution to a problem is the identification of the problem. I said, darkness has several sources. Let me show it to you. The man called his peace. said, give me my iPad. Give me my iPad. Give me my iPad. He said, darkness has seven sources. Because the man didn't mention the sources of darkness. I mentioned the first source, the second source, the third source, 
the man waited till the end of the vigil. When we finished, on Saturday, he told the wife, he said, I want to hear this man again. The wife said, are you not going to? He said, I will go on Monday. He said, I can't, I can't go. Practically everything that I said was new from everything that the other man has said. That four, three days program was another mark of turnaround. You know why? If a man wants to reign in life, the man must be a compendium of knowledge. You must give yourself to knowing. In life, you are a victim of what you are ignorant of or what you are not empowered for. Don't joke with this conference. Don't come here and finish this conference as a loser. Determine to know. Sit down. Don't miss any segment of the program for this conference. If they didn't give you food, leave their food to them and come and sit down. Let every bit of the program of this conference make maximum profit from every bit of the program of this conference. From today to the last day, something is going to happen. I see the crown of coronation prepare for men that will be settled with every bit of this conference. I see a crown prepared for you. I see heaven determined to decorate and coronate you. Listen to me. Whatever has dominated you before this conference began, by the time we shall be finishing, you begin to dominate them. By this conference, you will lean over failure. If if I were you, I'll be on my feet. I won't sit down. I suppose you are going to be on your feet. I don't want to. But listen, I'll be on my feet. Don't, don't sit down. I said, by this conference, whatsoever is called failure, you will reign over it. By this conference, you will reign over sickness. By this conference, you will reign over disease. By this conference, you will reign over poverty. By this conference, you will reign over premature death. By this conference, you will reign over anything that is dominating you. Listen to me. By this conference, whatsoever won't let you go in life. Whatsoever is holding you to where your father was held down. Whatsoever is tying you down level of average of mediocrity. You will reign over them in the name of Jesus. This is your season of distinction. It's your season of coronation. It's your season of dominion. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Lift up your two hands to heaven. I begin to wait. I begin to say, Lord, thank you. I am destined to reign. I am in my season of reigning. I am in my season of reigning. Come on, wave the two hands to him. Wave the two hands to him. Come on, wave those two hands to him. And say, Lord, thank you. I am in my 
season of reigning. I am in my season of coronation. I am in my season of dominion. I am in my season of dominion. I am in my season of dominion. I am in my season of coronation. Lord, thank you. Lord, thank you. Lord, thank you. Lord, this this conference will rewrite the story of my life. This conference shall rewrite the story of my life. This conference shall rewrite, 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 rewrite the story of my life. Come on, wave your hands and thank him. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Lift up your two hands to heaven. Father, I ask for the oil of reigning. The oil of coronation. The oil that answered for David and rejected Eliab. The oil that answered for Joseph and rejected Reuben. The oil of reigning. The oil of coronation. Let it fall upon every hand. Rest up now. In the name of Jesus. Place those hands upon your head. Place the hands upon your head. Anointing for raining. Come upon me right now. I am in this conference to be all shot into my season. Anointing for rainy, oil of rainy, come upon me right now. Oil of rainy, call upon me right now. Oil of rainy, fall upon me right now. Oil of rainy, fall upon me right now. Oil of rainy, fall upon me. Come on, open your mouth and cry. Oil of rainy, oil of rainy, Jesus mighty name we are praying stay where you are my time is gone I want to pray with you listen everybody listen wait let me pray for you before I go you are in this conference number one you are not sure you are born again you are still living in sin number two you are born again but you are struggling with a particular sinful habit and you don't want that sin to stop you suddenly. I want to pray with you. You are in this conference. You are struggling with a particular sinful habit. Or you are not sure you are born again. You are battling with a particular sinful habit. Come here. I want to pray for you right now. Come, come, come. Just run from where you are. Come here. I want to pray with you. Come, come. Before I can fight, if you are not here, I will... St- One, two... You are here in this conference. You are you are not sure whether you are born again or you are battling with sin. You are struggling with a particular sinful habit. You are battling and struggling with a particular sinful habit. You are battling and struggling with a particular sinful habit. You want you want dominion, the force of dominion to answer for you so you can leave this conference learning. Come, stand here. I want to pray with you. 
just three, four. When I mention five, you don't come again. You don't come. You want to leave this conference to be ushered into the realm of rainy. You want to leave this conference to be ushered into the realm of rainy. You want total dominion over sin and the sinful nature. somebody here, I heard a voice now. You had been committed to God before. You are very dedicated. You are an asset. Something happened that delayed and you move away. From that time you have been living your life the way you like. You, you have gone back into the errors. That were worse than what you were doing before you gave your life to Christ. As a matter of fact, it's like they forced you to this conference. The Lord spoke to me now that he brought you to this conference for your last chance. That this is an opportunity to reconcile back to him. That if you had in your heart, the opportunity may not be with you before you again. You had gone, you were with Christ before. You are a worker. You are you to come to this conference. Wow. And the Lord said, he has brought you here to open the last opportunity for you. I don't know whether you are here. Raise up your hand because God wants me to minister to you. Yeah. Those of you there, come to this side. Come here. Those of you raise up, come here. Come here. Don't, don't, don't worry. Don't worry. Stand behind Come here. You were serious with Christ before. You delayed and went back. And began to live your life the way you liked. In fact, you didn't want to come to this conference. They forced you to be here. The Lord said, He's giving you the last chance for you to be reconciled back to Him. Something may happen after this conference. If you didn't hear this call, those of you there, just stand there. I want to minister to you. All of you here, place your right hand upon your chest. Your right hand upon your chest. Those of you here, place your right hand upon your forehead. Upon your forehead. Those of you here, your right hand upon your chest. Tell that boy to place his hand upon his chest. Upon his chest. Yeah. Yeah. Those of you here, place your hand upon your head. Sir, come on. Sir. To lay hand upon this one. They need a special medicine. Yeah, yeah, sir. Help, help me. Sir. This one. This one. Help me lay hand upon this one. They need special laying on of hand. The ones here. Help me. 
help me sir lay hand upon them break that yoke that yoke of addiction to to sin to unrighteousness to them break that yoke upon them yeah yeah let me lay hand upon them and break that stubborn yoke upon their life break that stubborn yoke upon their life sir come and help me sir come and help me sir the people are too many are too many everybody come sir come sir let me touch these ones just touch them one by one and declare that they are free oh, this one here some of us let's go to the back let's go to the, the other side go to the let some of us go to the other side lay hand upon them yeah oh this one oh this one just touch them one by one command the yoke of a sinful habit to break upon their life the yoke of a sinful habit to break let some of us go to the extreme to the extreme make sure you touch them one by one one by one one by one one by one minister to them Lay hand upon them, lay hand upon them, lose them, release them, release them, release them, release them. Mighty name we are prayed. In Jesus' mighty name we are prayed. Those of you here, place your hand upon your head there. Those of you upon your chest. Everybody say after me. Say, in the name of Jesus. Someone say it loud and clear. Say, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I declare that Jesus is my Lord and my personal Savior. I have surrendered my life unto Him. I promise to serve Him. For the rest of my life, I plead the blood of Jesus upon my spirit, upon my soul, upon my body. I declare that you, Satan, have no legal right in my life. You can't hold me down any longer. No sinful nature, no sinful habit 
has power to hold me down any longer. I am freed as from today. I am initiated into the life of God. I carry the holiness, the righteousness, the purity of God. I am delivered from the yoke and the bondage to sin. Holy Spirit, come into me now. Possess me. Fill my heart. Make me to become a child of God. Plant me upon the soil of righteousness as from tonight. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Everybody, everybody, place your two hands upon your head. All of you here, place your two hands upon your head. Let me pray for you. I put upon you the garment of the righteousness of Jesus. I ask that the blood of Jesus will flow now upon your life and do the work of atonement and redemption and justification and deliverance in the name of Jesus. Right now, the garment of the righteousness of Jesus is imputed upon your life. I declare that sin shall have no dominion over you. The benefit of this conference shall carry added value upon your life, upon your destiny. In the mighty name of Jesus. Now everybody place your hands upon your head. I command the oil of learning. Wow. Thou the anointing for learning. That answer for Joseph in Egypt. Power for learning. That answer for Daniel in Babylon. Power for learning. That answer for Jesus in Jewry. Power for learning. Power for learning. That answer for Uzziah at the age of 16. Everybody under the sound of my voice. If your amen can be the loudest, let that anointing and that power rest upon your life now in the name of Jesus. I pray for that lady whose GPA is less than two now. Your GPA is just around between one and two. Every exam you write, you you fail. You have fasted, you have prayed. There is a satanic manipulation. There is a demonic arrangement to dethrone you. As I stand upon this altar, I step forth my hands upon you now. If your amen can be the loudest, you are delivered. In the name of Jesus! I rebuke the spirit of failure. I rebuke the spirit of average. I rebuke the spirit of mediocrity. Monitoring your life. In the name of Jesus Christ! I move you to the realm of excellence. I baptize you with the spirit of distinction. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Power for rainy. Receive now. In your academics. In the work of your hand. No more a failure. No more a failure. No more shall you be cast down. Move forward. Break through. Embargoes upon your academics become lifted. Break barriers. And go and succeed. 
It shall be well with you. Thank you, dear Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Go back to your place. God bless you.